A big issue has blown up in Australia concerning dynamic discounting, a scheme whereby your large customers force you to take a discount on your invoices in exchange for getting paid on time or early. The cuts to the invoices are only proposed at around 2 to 3%, depending on the customer that you're talking to. But for many suppliers, this may be a real issue for you if your margins are already wafer thin. Uh, the issue has is now really um, gone big with many uh, people, including Kate Carnell, the small business um, ombudsman, in essence, uh, pointing out um, that this is a predatory way of going about business, that these large companies should not be throwing their weight around in such a big way, and that it would be much fairer if suppliers got paid to terms. Simon Littlewood is with me to discuss what you can do if your very large, you know, multinational customer says to you, sorry, Simon, but you're going to have to give us a discount on your invoices. What should you do? Well, uh, I think the first thing is um, some of what you should do starts before that unfortunate moment arises. The first thing is if you're seriously exposed to a small number of very large customers, then you are vulnerable to this. And, and you, can do a, you can do analysis to figure out um, how much relative exposure you have to individual customers. Um, it, it, let's say the 80-20 rule applies in your business. That means 20% of your customers uh, give you 80% of your sales. And mathematically, that means on average, each one is giving you 4% of your sales. But if you have a couple of customers who are giving you 15% of your sales or 20% of your then you are very vulnerable yeah. to this kind of thing. So, so diversify if you can, and if you can't, make sure that those big customers have very, very close relationships with you. Yes. So diversify means getting your sales team to go out and talk to other customers, source yes. new business. Yes, which can be, which can be a challenge. Um, if you don't have a choice, i.e. where there's very heavy concentration in the market, there are only one or two major customers, then you need to manage your relationship with that customer, and this is the second point, based on a very clear set of terms and conditions which have a time associated with them. In other words, determine, state very clearly when you're going to be paid, very clearly how you do your pricing and, mm -hmm. other, and other terms associated with the way that you do business. Get that signed and get it agreed. Credit policy. At the highest it. level. Yes, mm -hmm. not just credit, credit pricing, the whole thing, but the credit policy's got to be in there, yes. Yes. Um, so that when they come along with some nefarious new scheme, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say, well, hang on a minute, we're always prepared to talk about anything with you, Mr. Customer, but just bear in mind that we do have an inked contract uh, that lasts us for X years or until the end of the year or whatever it is that requires X, Y, or Z. And actually, our instinct is to stick with that unless you can yes. propose a reason why we should change. Yeah? Yes. So the credit policy has to be signed. And I suppose that's often what people don't do. They kind of just stick 30 days on the invoice and hope that the customer agrees to Well, it. you know, the, the issue of payment terms is very often, in an amazing number of cases, a last resort. There's an assumption you know, you, you focus on bringing in the customer, selling the thing, getting the order and all those kind of things. And then maybe a credit term appears on the invoice. Maybe it never even gets mentioned until you actually realize you're being paid late according to your unwritten credit term. Mm -hmm. And you start to get worried. <laughs> I mean, we've come across this a lot, right? Yes. So get it organized ahead of time. Yeah? Yes. So diversify, get that credit policy signed. And, but then comes that a third point about the relationship, which you've already touched on, because presumably these dynamic discounting schemes don't just appear overnight out of thin air. No, the, the, the rather sinister implication of this is that artificial intelligence, which models human behavior using a number of, of, of data, um, is being used to profile suppliers to figure out which ones are most likely to agree 
I nearly said have to agree uh, <laughs> to this kind yes. of proposal. Mm -hmm. The way, if you're a supplier, to not be one of those high-risk customers who can be put under pressure is to ensure that you manage your cash flow overall in a prudent and proactive way. And by that I mean ensure that you have a close relationship with the customer from the very beginning of the transaction, ensure that there are no errors in the transaction, and educate your customer over time to pay you according to the written terms that you've got. It's amazing how many companies don't do this. Even the ones that have a written term, don't ask for payment until it's already late. If you educate the customer to pay you late, you will run out of cash. Yeah. Your ability to maneuver when something like this happens will be diminished, and your customer may know that because after all you publish results, because mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you have an audit. So don't get into that position. If you do get into that position, and if there are legitimate reasons why you do want to do business with a company that pays you late, or you do want to let your payment roll on a bit, then ensure that you've got in place discretionary borrowing to enable you to weather this kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. You can't allow yourself to get into a risky situation where you're overextended to an individual customer, i.e. they've got too much of your business, uh, they're paying you consistently too late, and if they don't go on doing business with you, you're going to run out of cash altogether. Mm -hmm. it, because they love that, because basically they can do what they want. Right? Yes, they can, uh, well, tighten the screws even more. But, okay, but what about some of these other considerations? First of all, is it actually possible to influence the decision of the procurement department to imp implement dynamic discounting? Do you, as a supplier, have the clout to be able to, you know, when you first catch wind that this is in the offing, that you can romp on into your customer's office and say, listen, I hear that you're looking to implement dynamic discounting. We think you shouldn't. I mean, is that reasonable that you can influence the decision in that way? Well, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you only care about you. You don't care about the other suppliers. I mean, you need to understand this. You know, the, the objective of managing receivables is that you want to be first in line to get paid. Here you have a large company which is husbanding its cash and it's making decisions about who it pays and who it doesn't pay and when, he, when they pay them. Um, and, you know, it's trying to get ahead by generating more cash by finding some supplies that it can, it can either pay later or get discounts from. Mm -hmm. You need to be not one of them, okay? And we've talked about three ways that you can be not one of them. An important way to be not one of them is to have such a relationship, and this is the third item we talked about, yes. with your customer, that when this stuff is coming down the pike, you've got a number of reasons why you should be different. So you might not want to talk them out of implementing no. dynamic discounting, no. but you want to have an exemption. They can do what they want to other customer, to other suppliers, but not to you. And is, is that possible? I mean, isn't, of course. The, isn't the procurement department of going course. to say, no, everybody has to do this? Uh, well, they're going to try. Um, but the reality is that if you look at any large company, you'll find that they've got lots of suppliers with many different terms. Right. And they've got lots of suppliers, some of whom get paid according to the terms, and some of them who get paid very late. The first thing, the terms themselves, is a function of your ability to negotiate in your relationship. The second is a function of process and relationship, i.e. whether you get paid according to those terms. You need to be strong on both. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there is research that, that clearly demonstrates <clears throat> that your ability to manage those two things effectively does not correlate directly to your size. In other words, it's down to discipline and process. Yes. not to whether or not you're huge or small. Yes. That has a factor, mm -hmm. that is a factor, but it's not the only factor. Right, so you could, even as a small supplier, you could say to your customer at your customer's MNC, you know, large company, 
that you, because of your processes, you should be exempt from the system. What if they then say, oh, I'm sorry, Simon, I, I know you've been a supplier to us for many years, but you know, pff, my hands are tied, procurement is implementing this thing, there's nothing I can the do. The fourth thing that you, that you can do, um, and we've talked about this as also, is you can look at ways, if you know your customer well, which is likely to be the case if you're doing the things that we've already talked about, that is you've got clear terms and conditions in place, you're remaining very close to your customer throughout the transaction, you'll know a lot about the issues that occur during the, their supply chain. Find ways of adding value. So the fourth item is... Or the fifth item in this case, okay. adding value. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> yep, adding a lot value. of items, adding value, mm -hmm. is, is, is to, to have this frankly, and now, by the way, with all sorts of pressures like trade wars and viruses, it's a very good time to have this conversation with your customer anyway, mm -hmm. which is tell us what's going on. How can we help you? you know? yes, yes. And chances are you'll be able to find a few things. Yeah. And therefore, by helping your customer more, adding value, as you said, you can then influence whether or not you're going to be dragged into dynamic Don't, discounting. Instead of having a reactive adversarial conversation, have a proactive, how can we be of service conversation and differentiate yourself like that. Okay, so let's say for whatever reason, you've gone into your customer, you've tried to be of service, but they say, no, sorry, 100%, everybody's got to be on dynamic discounting. Do you then raise the price to compensate? Um, I think that's not a very good idea because they'll certainly object to that. Although we... In effect, if they're paying you later, that's the same as demanding demanding a discount because you have a cost. No, I think you have to have a relationship in place which enables you to insist that they stick to whatever terms you've got. Because remember, this example that we're talking about, you have a pre-existing hmm. credit policy which has been agreed by both parties, and they need to stick to that. Yes, or else. I mean, that's 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 the point of my question. Would you then say, well, if you're not going to stick to the 30-day the, the terms, uh, you're going to force us to give up 3% of our margin in order to stick to that, well, I'm afraid we're going to also not stick to that. We're going to increase our price. Well, I, I wouldn't, again, I would not get to, to that kind of situation because I can't see that, you know, very few suppliers are in a unique situation, i.e. if you're selling them a, a unique brand, branded product, product, chances are you're a big supplier. <clears throat> if you're not, um, then it's going to be very hard for you to prevent your customer going to another supplier. So I would avoid taking things to the edge like that. Right, including walking away. That was my other question. Well, I think Do you just say, "Oh, stick it." If you don't want it, then or if you don't, if you're not prepared to pay the price within the agreed terms, uh, we're uh, going to we're uh, going to walk. I recently had a friend who was forced to walk away from a very large customer, and he was able to make up that gap. It took him about a year, though, in sales terms. I mean, remember we talked about the diversify thing. Mm -hmm. If you have a huge relationship with a customer that's so important to you in terms of overall revenue and profitability, that you have no choice but to pursue it at any cost, then you're very, very vulnerable. That's exactly the kind of thing they're going to be looking at when they use their AI tool mm. to figure out your vulnerability. So walk away if you can, I guess, is your point. Yes. If they, if they force this on you, we're going to walk away from our credit policy, we're going to, that is the customer saying this, mm. right, that they're going to enforce this dynamic discounting, you should walk. I'm, well, I'm very cautious because, you know, a supplier listening to this is, is going to think, well, is that really realistic? Mm. No, we all want to hang on to our business. Yes. At the end of the day, it's about cutting the best deal that you can. And but sometimes we also want to punish the customer for mm. even coming up with these things. <laughs> but the guidelines that we've given you, those five things, done properly, are going to significantly increase the probability that you are a supplier that does not have to put up with this. Yes. <laughs> and they were, while you cough, they were, first of all, diversify mm. so that nobody can paint you into a corner like this. Second, have a written credit policy signed off at the highest level, as you said, yeah. so that you've got some agreed terms that you can always refer back to in black and white. Third, build the relationship mm. so that you can anticipate these things from happening. Intimacy. Right. 
relationship mm -hmm. intimacy so that you can influence whether or not you will also have to be dragged. Know when it's coming mm -hmm. before other suppliers. Yes. Very important. Mm -hmm. So you can go in there and influence the discussion. Yep, and, uh, and hopefully not be part of it. Fourth, you said keep your cash, right? Yes. I mean, the more vulnerable you are, either the more... The poorer your cash management, the more, the more vulnerable you are to these kinds of things. Yes. And fifth, add value. Go in and uh, see how you can help them so that they give you an out and not drag you into dynamic decisions. Yeah, and just one other item on the credit policy. One other thing with credit policies is to renew them. So when, when it, at a time when the customer isn't trying to press you for other terms, <laughs> you know, go in there and say, by the way, you know, these are our terms. Are you happy with that? Bloody, 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 bloody. So that, so that you can not just say, we signed this two years ago. <clears throat> this is our deal and it's five years long, but say, remember we talked about this only a couple of months ago and you confirmed that it was, you know, so keep it. You understand me? No, I'm sorry. You, you say to the customer, what? So you have an existing written credit policy. Yes, and a couple of months ago... No, at, you pick a time when the customer isn't trying to change payment terms Yes, and you reinforce that credit policy ex oh, so it's explicitly. Like, so back to your intimate so relationship. So we can't say, oh, we, like signed that, we signed that two years ago and it doesn't, it's not relevant anymore. Right. So you need to build into your intimacy you know, a, a regular, yep. This a reaffirmation of vows, yes. Simon. Yes, okay, okay, that's exactly what it is. It's a reaffirmation of vows. There should be witnesses, uh, an organist. <laughs> we hope, obviously, that you, you have as much fun. see where your head is at the moment. Uh, have as much fun with dynamic discounting <laughs> as, um, as we are here. Obviously, very serious issue. <clears throat> Um, but we do want to hear from you. Uh, tell us if you've been influenced by it. Tell us if you've had customers who've not yet made it into the newspapers who've tried to force a dynamic discounting scheme on you. Thank you, Simon. My pleasure.